Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's a special extra edition of the Doghouse this week on the Believe Podcast Network. I say special and I say extra because we had our usual podcast published yesterday. Thank you for everyone who's checked it out already. And extra because we have some news today or just something to discuss. All right, for those just now catching up, it involves Lady Bulldog basketball. Yeah, you didn't really expect to have a show this quickly involving that one sport, but things happen, and boy, have things happened. All right, for those who may or may not be aware, uh, the other day, I believe it was yesterday, not for sure, maybe Monday, I don't know when UConn played at St. John's, but and I also don't know who won, but I've got to assume that the Huskies did beat the Johnnies, or whatever their nickname is now, in women's basketball. Now, that's not the story. That's, that's not even a story for St. John's or UConn if you really want to get down to it. Anyway, Coach Gino Ariema, a Hall of Famer and someone that most national championships ever won by a women's basketball coach, he was asked a question during the game press conference about dealing with the challenges of coaching in here in the NIL, the transfer portal era, such things like that. Well, Coach Ariema took it and ran with it, and he ran farther than he probably, maybe even certainly should have, and that's where the Mississippi State angle comes in. Ariema went to great lengths initially to say that his own program hasn't suffered from those kind of challenges much, um, getting some boastful PR work done about the advantages and the opportunities and the rewards, so to speak, that his Huskies have simply for playing and staying with the program they have. Uh, Parenthetically, let me remind that Mississippi State picked up a transfer from UConn not too many years ago, but uh, that was before the NIL stuff got kicked into high gear. So not really related to this story. And then he uh, he complimented a coach, I assume the local coach, about how he's handling the roster. And then he decided to expand it to his league and picked out Seton Hall. He commented that they had a player who decided she could go make more money somewhere else. Now, Seton Hall lost several players, we understand, off last year's roster. But that player could only be one person, and that one person is Mississippi State guard Lauren Park Lane. Park Lane, who transferred after four full seasons at Seton Hall, she earned her degree. That's why she's playing as a graduate senior, wearing the patch here in the SEC for this fifth year, using the COVID year, which is free to all athletes of all sports involved in 2020 and on. Fortunately, that runs out next year. At least we believe it does. Uh, There's court cases everywhere about people asking for extensions and additions, so on. I'm so glad when this mess is over. But what Ariema did by pointing that out immediately took off on social media. And Lauren Park Lane, who does have a Twitter account, we have learned, I don't follow Bulldog athletes on Twitter or prospects. I just don't do it. I'm sorry. I don't have that much space left on my mental hard drive. But I was able to see a couple of posts that she made yesterday in surprise that she had been targeted, at least so it appeared, by the Hall of Fame coach about her decision to make a move from one school to another move. And she expressed herself uh, rather surprised and then uh, 
telling them they should probably back off on it. Mississippi State strength coach, who I complimented in a story yesterday, by the way, on Jean's page, or the work she's done having a handful of players being able to keep grinding on through the minutes they have to play, she was a little more vociferous in her response to the UConn coach about there. I won't repeat it. You can read it for yourself if you follow it. If not, just take our word for it. So where does that lead to now? All right. Mississippi State had already scheduled a press conference for Tuesday. It was called off yesterday morning, actually called off Monday, saying the weather looks so bad, we're going to put it off until Wednesday at 1130. Well, talk about timing. Not only was the the press conference transferred over to Wednesday, the player selected to appear already before any of this happened was Lauren Park Lane. It was just her turn to take the table along with Sam Purcell and talk about the upcoming game. And that's what they showed up. Well, they showed up today knowing that it was not going to be the top topic, their game tomorrow evening with Tennessee. And normally that would be the top topic. But uh, they had a pretty good idea that most of today's press conference would be occupied with the social media fuss that has sprung up from Ariema's comments. Now, we were there in time. And let me say parenthetically that getting to campus today, I stayed home all yesterday. Um, Wisdom prevailed. Don't try to drive on the bobsled run that is now Octoc Road. Even today, it was a challenge getting there, just trying to get out of Browning Creek. Uh, The brakes locked up, and fortunately no traffic was coming. I was able to slide into the road at the proper angle and hit the gas, and once the tires bit down, was okay. Made it to campus. Uh, The drive back not nearly so hard. And also, parenthetically, I'm surprised not to see very many cars spun off into the woods on either side of Octoc, but that's, uh, that's good fortune, or just uh, some angels working overtime these last several hours. So we made it in there on time, and there's a 19-minute press conference that we're going to link to this audio. Uh, obviously you can't watch the video on it we're still trying to find a way to get it onto the cbs system because it's gone a little bit wonky today with events weather-wise elsewhere all around the country so steve and i have uh, been in contact with cbs about how to get the full video on there because half of it does talk about mississippi state's game with tennessee which again no small deal in and of itself but the conversation regarding gino ariama's comments and lauren park lane's response and sam purcell's explanation I think that's really what you want to pay attention to. And fortunately, it is in the very first half and the full first half of this audio press conference that we're going to link. Now, to summarize, for those who really don't have patience to listen to the whole thing, let's just say Sam Purcell went out of his way to first compliment Coach Ariema and make the point that some of the things that he was saying about the realities of coaching in this era are correct. There was nothing unfactual about it. And his defense of Lauren Park Lane, this Purcell I'm talking about, was not even aimed at the coach. He was talking about the assumptions that people have made. And that's what really blew this up. Had it just been left alone, it would have been uh, uh, less than desirable for a legendary coach to do such things, but it would have sat on its own. Instead, social media took it and ran with it, and assumptions were piled upon assumptions. And that's what Purcell wanted to address today. And he does in this. I think he does a great job with it. But Lauren Park Lane, she was just amazing in how she handled herself today at the press conference. Um, If she decided she wanted to go into PR, well, she'd have a job waiting for her immediately. She probably will anyway because this is a sharp young lady 
who got, as I said, has got her degree, working on another one. She's going to do well in life post-basketball. But she handled herself very gracefully with a touch of humor as well. And I asked a question as well about how she's handled the wins over Arkansas and Ole Miss and what it means for the team moving forward. We were able to eventually shift the topic onto this team, onto what they've done so far the last week with their victories, now looking at Tennessee, so on. But the story for the day is how does Sam Purcell and Lauren Park Lane respond to the social media and now regular media who've taken it and run with it again, probably a little further than we should have, story involving comments from one coach in another part of the country, in another conference, about life here at Mississippi State in Bulldog Country and the Southeastern Conference. So have a listen for yourself and just take it. And if I'm going to have one big takeaway from this, though, it is getting back to the original point. How do you coach in the era of NIL and the transfer portal when you've built things on the traditional model of sign, develop, and have people ready working over the long haul in it. And I don't think it's any coincidence to swerve this out beyond the bounds of women's basketball that you're seeing so many legendary coaches in football and basketball have decided, I don't want to work in this sort of reality now. Could Gino Ariema be the next one to say it's not worth it? I don't know. He seems awfully proud of what they're doing right now in these circumstances, so we'll see there. But that's his problem. Here at Mississippi State, I'll just have a listen. Then start turning your attention to tomorrow night's game, 6 o'clock as I reminded, on the SEC Network, Mississippi State, 2-2 two two SEC, hosting 3-1 Tennessee, and what looks to be a barn burner in Humphrey Coliseum. And with the temperatures right now, I wouldn't mind burning a couple barns myself. Oh, by the way, speaking of weather and basketball, the Bulldogs are playing tonight in Lexington. They made it, and anytime Everett Kennard our legendary, in his own mind, in his spare time, bus driver talks about how many hours it takes to get from Startwell to Lexington in the weather conditions. Well, then you know it was for real. But the rest of y'all, stay warm, stay safe, and stay in tune with the Doghouse here on the Believe Podcast Network and your host, David Murray. Now let's have a listen to Sam Purcell and Lauren Park Lane. Coach, uh, obviously the the video going around yesterday of Coach, you know, Gene Ariama's comments. I guess what was kind of your reaction to that, and and what did you think of, you know, what he had to say? Yeah, so this one I'm a, I'm gonna speak slowly because it's a loaded, uh, obviously, uh, question there. Um, first and foremost, uh, I think the comments that were made were in reference of the St. John's game, and the timing of that game was, I believe, on Saturday. And so, honestly, I never even heard them. I, I, I try to keep off Twitter. I know you do, too, with social media. Uh, we were literally yesterday going to practice beforehand, and that's when we became aware of assumptions. Because in that video, here's the thing. Gino's a legend in the game. And I got a chance late last night to actually listen to it. And you know what? A lot of the comments he made were actually right. Like, I felt it. But the problem was, at the end of the assumption of the reference to Seton Hall. And the thing that I love about Twitter, it's a platform and an information piece, but also it allows for a lot of voices uh, to be talked about. Uh, But most importantly, that's why I'm sitting here today, which Lauren was already scheduled to be here before this even happened because we've had a player every week. Um, But 
the assumption that it was a reference to her, right? And there was obviously several players who left Seton Hall last year, so there's we don't know if, if he was speaking to her, but now that we have this platform, and I appreciate the question, I'm going to speak for her, which her is a name, Lauren Park Lane, okay? And Lauren Park Lane is just an absolute winner. Um, and I know a lot of the comments, because I did read them last night, are going across the country. Everybody's talking about the negatives within some of those statements or feedback that's coming. But the one thing I'm upset about as her head coach is what, nobody's talking about what makes her so special and so good. And I printed off a picture here. This picture here, all right, if you can zoom in, is everything to me. Because Lauren Park Lane defies what's great about college athletics. Her story is more than just a basketball player. This is a young lady, first and foremost, that graduated from Seton Hall. Graduated in four years, okay? And everybody's got to remember the climate and the timing that's going on in college athletics. COVID did happen, okay? So players have a right currently, we have one more year next year, for COVID kids to have an option after four years that they can make a decision whether they want to stay or leave. And I'll never forget my time at Louisville. I was with, like I keep on telling you, future Hall of Famer Jeff Walls, who we sat in his office when Mikasa Robinson, when she reached the point, was like, Mikasa, you're, you're going to graduate. So after this, you fulfilled your four-year commitment. We would love to have you for another year, but if you decide to leave, you have our blessing. And that was kind of the situation here. She graduated in social behavior science at Seton Hall, and she has a passion and, and a desire for the fashion world. So I'm shouting out, in case this goes viral, to any future CEO or female business owners, because that's, again, the platform we live in. So let me put some respect on my girl's name, all right, for future business opportunities, because she wants to get in fashion. And the one thing that I love being her head coach, all right, as I always joke about, is she gives me a swag and the energy about me is because that's who she is. She's a winner as a person. Um, and here she's come. Uh, and again, that's the kind of student athletes that we seek out um, for the right reasons. Uh, outside of basketball, she's pursuing a fashion merchandise um, opportunity. Um, and again, it's just she taking advantage of a situation that the NCAA provided for all COVID students. Without COVID, your college career would be over right now, right? All right, but it's not. And she was granted an extra year and she's taken advantage of it. We're lucky to have her. And most importantly, what I love about her is she still has a heart and a passion about her experience at Seton Hall. That's not the environment that we have here where you tweeted several times already for the love for the people that are back there. Uh, it was cool to see the alumni and the fan base back there on those Twitter feeds that were like, Lauren, we still love you. And, you know, just the cool vibes again, which a young woman like her shouldn't have to go through that she's done it the right way, but she's done it with class. Um, her family's raised her to the, the highest standard. And most importantly, she's a role model. She's a role model for every little girl out there that desires to play the, the right way, but she's also a role model for every student athlete that wants to pursue higher education and get her degree and go on to bigger things. So those are kind of my general comments with that. Robin, you're in the front. Lauren, kind of, you know, talking big picture of the transfer. I know early in the season you, you discussed a little bit, opened up a little bit about, you know, the transition that you had to make here and your players, your, your teammates had really kind of lifted you up. What's it been like uh, since that moment and, you know, you had the big game where you hit 10 three-pointers, 
kind of getting your, your feet set here and, and getting going in the SEC? Yeah, I just think it goes to speak for like our program here at Mississippi State. It's just like they have so much confidence in me. Um, started with Coach Sam to the whole coaching staff to my teammates. Um, I just had to find that confidence in myself and a transition. <clears throat> I, I'm new to Mississippi. This is my first time being in Mississippi ever. Um, I didn't know anybody before coming here. Um, so it was like a leap of faith that I took coming here. And, you know, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Sometimes it was hard. But, you know, just having a good support system around you. Um, shout out to my parents, too. They helped me a lot. Um, just having people around you who care about you and genuinely want to see you do good um, just it helps in the, most, in the most ways. So just shout out to them, honestly. That's the part here in the front. Uh, Lauren, I'm sure you've you know heard it in the past, but what's it mean to have you know Coach Purcell kind of take your back there and, and have all that he had to say about you? Yeah, it's insane. Like, yeah. <laughs> like it's just honestly, it just makes me feel good. Like just being a new player here, he doesn't he didn't have to come up here and do this for me. You know, he wanted to, and it's just it just speaks to him as a person. You know, because honestly, he took a leap of faith with me too out of the portal. Like I didn't have to be here. You know, but. I think it speaks to like my character and also his, you know, he has all the faith in me and, you know, it shows now on the court, honestly. I'll go here in the back. Lauren, uh, I know I saw your tweets yesterday after the, you know, the Gino video clip was kind of circulating. I didn't know if you, after kind of 24 hours of, of those being released, if you had any kind of additional comments or <laughs> anything about his statement that you wanted to kind of address there. Yeah, no, not really. You know, I dealt with it yesterday. You know, honestly, now just letting the adults <laughs> deal with it now. Um, my focus is on Tennessee and, you know, the rest of our season. Oh, we'll go here in the front with Ben. Uh, hey, Coach, I mean, regarding uh, those uh, those comments that were circulating, just any, you know, broader thoughts about some of the things he said regarding, you know, NIL and the portal. Obviously, Gino's a coach that's been around a long time and had to adjust to this era, whereas, you know, you, you just became a head coach. You know, last season, uh, do you think that's that's any different for you know someone like you who's maybe more used to the new era that we're in? Yeah, no. Again, that's why I want to make sure this gets hopefully put out the right way because again, like I said, I have so much respect for Gino and some of the comments he made. I agree. <clears throat> I really do agree. Like I feel some of that way. But again, that's the hard part with today's NCA and college athletics. Some of the rules that were put in place were for the right reasons for the right kids. Like a kid who goes to a university for four years should have a right. Uh, you know, if they have another year of eligibility to transfer. And I know our fans don't want to hear that, but when you when I go into a home for a high school kid now, I, I don't talk about five years. I talk about four years. Now, if circumstance happens with an injury or some crazy situation, then they're allowed to put a file in for a fifth year. But nobody ever goes into a home for uh, any conversation after four years. It just doesn't happen. Now, we're going to be with you as a alum and stay with you for a 40-year plan. But as far as just playing, that's why I'm so happy for her, what she did and how she did it with class. She just happened to play during COVID, right? And so for me, I guess I fall under the younger generation with hearing her story. And that's where, you know, you've got certain young people out there that, again, the NCA put rules in place for people like her. And there's other situations where those rules happen to help protect the right student athletes. And, and Lauren Park Lane is the right student athlete and she's the right person. 
And so she shouldn't, like I said, I don't think this needs to be an attack on Gino because again, some of Gino's comments were just in generalization. I think it was the feedback again with what social media provides where other people assumed and got involved. And then that's why I'm here to stand up today because if you want to assume about anything, well, I'm going to assume to make sure you don't talk about my kids. And most importantly, got her back. And let's assume that we share the right story and who she is as a person. And, and that's what it is. She's, she's a young lady that we're going to see 40 years from now. And, and it's not going to just be talking about it in Mississippi State. She's going to go on to her professional opportunities with basketball. But she's also going to have awesome professional opportunities in the fashion world. And I'm excited. And again, I'm keeping putting it out there. I hope this goes viral. I hope one of these big-time fashion people take advantage of my opportunity and platform right now and hit my girl up. All right? she does have swag right yep. all right and you would be honored to hire her in the workforce because um, that is the thing with today's student athletes that they're different they're unique and i and i'll be more than happy to talk on her behalf of how special this young lady is all right moving on to tennessee you know so much of the nil narrative this first couple of years has been football basketball but the fact that now women's basketball is picking up uh, like you say the social media twirl on this is it kind of a a point that the profile of this sport has also been raised by NIL also. Yeah, no, I think what it's, it's, it's not so much just the NIL, it's for women's athletics, mm. right? That's why when we played at South Carolina, that's on my team. Like, am I trying to beat South Carolina? You better believe it. At the same time, I'm getting respected what Don Staley's done. Don Staley's grown the game. Like, the TV just deal that we got for NCA just went up. Mm. Don's a big part of that, right? Mm. Like, Kim Oka, we're playing at LSU coming up. All right, do we want to beat LSU? Yeah, but at the same time, I'm giving respect for the OGs and the vets and the people who have been before. That's what we were talking about, man. The game's great right now. We love it. So, yeah, people can get these side conversations, and that's why I say Twitter sometimes gets in trouble because there's stories and narratives that want to go, but who's talking about the truth? Right. And that's where we take a lot of value here at Mississippi State. And it's a reason I took the job is because we have a winning product. We're not a side piece. We're a main piece. We bring value. And our young women know when they put on that jersey that we have one responsibility is to play hard and provide for entertainment for fans who pay their hard earned money and come watch us play. Are we guaranteed wins? No. But we're going to provide an entertainment and a passion that we're going to take advantage for you spending your hard money and most importantly, your time to come watch us. And I think that's where the climate is now. And it's great to see the opportunity these young women are getting with the ESPN deals. Uh, and then most importantly, corporation and businesses investing in these young women at an early age. You keep reading now with high school kids signing shoe deals, college kids getting multiple deals with co corporations, because not only is it a thing to do, it's the right thing to do. And it's really cool time in today's college athletics. Uh, here, Robbie, in the front. Uh, moving on to Tennessee, and you have uh, a really talented team. I know they've struggled a little bit. Yeah. What's really stood out to them so far when you looked at their film and, you know, who they are now with Rakia back and kind of getting back to full strength? Yeah, well, here's the first thing. I have the most respect for Kelly Harper, and I have the most respect for Tennessee. First of all, we're talking about a program that has participated in all 41 not one, not two, not three, but 41 NCAA tournaments. That's a winning culture. Like, that's crazy when you think about that. So I laugh, Robbie, when, when the perception out there is, like you said, struggle. Well, they're not struggling. They're second in the league right now in SEC standing. So here's the thing. I've been trying to educate my team. Don't fall for the okey-doke. Rakia Jackson's a lottery pick. She's really good. They've got several great players, but here's where I give a lot of respect to Kelly that we kind of went through the same thing. They've had injuries. 
So for the national standard that they've been able to build over these 41 years, maybe it's not there right now, but that's still a, a locker room of talented players, great players. Uh, again, for them to be 3-1 and one in the SEC and, and tied for second, um, it, it, this is a huge game. Um, and then obviously we're praying for great weather, uh, and I, I appreciate everyone making the effort to come out today because it is icy here in Mississippi, um, and we're hoping that we can keep that energy that we had from last crowd because that was nice, right? Were you feeling that crowd? Yeah. Man, it was unbelievable, <laughs> all right? And we want to keep that vibe because, again, as much as we're talking about the history of their program, that's where I told you all from day one, being the head coach of Mississippi State, I'm trying to get that same culture and that same standards. We made it in year one to the NCAA tournament, and we're trying to make it year two and make it two in a row. Lauren, your, your two wins you had last week were very different styles. You had to withstand a team that came out and just shot the lights out from outside than an Ole Miss team that tried to play really physical with you. What does it say about your team now that you adapted both ways and were able to win a couple of tough games moving forward? Yeah, we're getting better every single day. Um, it's become very apparent to me how we're playing a lot harder on defense um, and on offense. It's just like it's just coming naturally to all of us. Um, I think Ole Miss game was like the definition of just like we don't really care. We just wanted to win. Um, and we know we'll – I know, shoot, for real, that the SEC is nothing to play with. Like, you got to come out every night playing hard and, you know, just doing everything the right way. So I think this team is just moving up the ladder. We're just getting better every day. So it's getting scary. Uh, here in the back. Sam, what's the biggest, you know, last week going on with two in SEC and then this week, you know, getting, getting two wins on there and getting yeah. back, you know, on track? What's been the biggest difference, I guess, you've seen from your team this past week compared to the one prior? Uh, I just think it's the SEC, to be honest with you. I mean, obviously, in college athletics, again, I always say it, we're different than football, man. It's, it's just a journey. It's a punch. And in this league, I mean, we happen to play Vanderbilt, who I think is one of the hottest teams in the country. And they earned it. They took one at our place. And then we go play the number one team in the country, which, you know, yeah, everybody's like, you started 0-2. Well, yeah, we played one of the teams was the number one team in the country. But we also competed for four quarters, and we, we won some individual goals. So I think us sticking together and not letting society determine what is success and what's not, but us knowing to, to look in the mirror and, and truly say, hey, what are we doing well and what are we not? And then, again, that's why college basketball is the greatest sport because you can never win a game all year, all right, and then get to your conference tournament and win it. And then, at that point, you're automatically in the NCAA tournament. So you're never out in a season. Like, as, as crazy as that sounds, that can't happen in football. You don't win your games in football. You're not going to the national championship, guys. You can do that in basketball. So that's why I always have a message about me um, that, you know what, man, Ben, but don't break. Stay together. Learn and, and be, make sure you're playing your best basketball come March. And I think we're along that course right now. And I'm excited about the opportunities, like she said, where we can continue to get better. But at the same time, understanding we're in a league that, as you've already said, it doesn't matter if you're at the bottom or you're at the top. Anybody can beat anybody. So we got to take it with a great assault. Laura, I know it's only a four-game sample size, but what have kind of been your impressions of, of playing in the SEC and some of the competition you guys have gone against? Yeah, it's lit, honestly. <laughs> like, it's really fun. Like, you have to come out every night like with the right mindset, or else you can get waxed, honestly. And I think that's what I came here for—for for, like the competition every single night. Um, you never know what you might get from any team. Um, it's just been really fun, you know, learning the league, and you know, I'm just excited for what's to come. 
And I want to add something to her. And again, that's why, you know, guys, I always tell you I'm a phrase. I love songs. I love words, right? You've been learning as I go into year two, but I also love pictures. And again, I'm going to keep referring back to this picture and this young lady, Lauren Parkley. All right, this picture means the world to me because, again, I want to go back to social media because like, I don't pay attention to it until I need to. And I, and I was reading some of the comments. The reason we're having success is because of this young lady right here. You know, today's society, when I, I tell y'all when I come in, even like Aaron, people get so caught up in a box score. That is so not the truth in our world. This picture right here is a young lady that, yeah, she was 20 point score, 18 point score. But when you think about her record, she's one of seven and has 2,000 career points and 800 assists. That's unbelievable. All right. That, that is historic. When you talk about Caitlin Clark, who is unbelievable right now and what she's doing, it is awesome. But right behind it, when you look at the record book, is this young lady right here, Lauren Park Lane. All right. And what I love about her is her growth because she has dreams of playing professional basketball. The, the, the scout is, all right, can you play with other great players? So her coming in and passing the ball and being a great teammate and just what she's brought value, we're winning, is shown the next level. Yeah, I already checked those boxes of scoring. Now my goals are bigger than just what I've done in my first four years. I got an opportunity in this year to do something special. And this picture is a reflection of who she is as a person because the day she has her highest career point scoring, our team went nuts. And they knew how special because she sacrificed, I think, 10 to 12 games before we played Colorado State for others. But that day, they were so excited about her and her character and what she did for them that, you know what, it was awesome to see to have her night. And when you got that kind of sauce and you got that special thing, guys, that's what, those are what movies are made about. That's what sports are about. And most importantly, that's what life's about. High character women like herself that make the world a better place. Robbie here. Um, do you have an update on Goni and her status? Not yet. She, she's, she's practicing, so that part I got. But as far as the recovery, we don't want to bring it back because, you know, anytime you deal with a foot injury, uh, you, you want to make sure you're careful. Also, I think we're in a good spot where she knows where you don't – it'd be different if I was at six kids. So let's make sure she's 100% healthy, which she's agreed to. And then when it's right, it's right. But at the same time, like I tell every kid who comes back from an injury, give yourself some grace. Because she hasn't played, she she's been she was in practice. Yeah. I think she blocked jerk shot, and everybody on the team went nuts. <laughs> all right, so we all want her back. All right, because uh, her length is unbelievable, and we need it, especially in games like this against Tennessee. But at the same time, uh, you know me, I'm not going to put a kid in a situation where they could get hurt because she's worked so hard, and I know she's eager to get back, and she's finally reached this point. But she's also understanding big picture here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.